everyone, and welcome to the Whistle Away Podcast. My name is Thomas Conyers. Um, I don't know what my official title is here, so I'm just going to say assist, the man, the, the man, myth, and the legend, producer, awesome dude, uh, normally <laughs> behind the camera, uh, and I am joined by uh, Mike Proctor. I am a realtor here on the Whistle Realty Group. Yeah, um, Mike is Mike is has a, a long resume. He could boast, um, <laughs> but he's being very modest. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for listening to the Whistle Way podcast. This is where a podcast where we like to give you tips, tricks on how to crush it in your business. Um, and if you have, and instead of like just answering random questions, we like to answer your questions. You can submit a question if you go to thewhistleway.com and submit a question there, and we'll get it on here. And Kyle, Brian, or myself will answer it. Um, I think. I think that's all the cop. Kyle, Kyle makes this look so easy every time it's he does effortless. it. Effortless. Effortless. Like, yeah. like, oh, la, la, la. I really love watching all the videos he did when he first started because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good inside that he was terrible at one point. Yeah. So, yeah, like if anybody's watching this or catching this on the on the back end, go back years and, and look at some of the Santee Saturdays uh, from the beginning of when Kyle started putting content out. And uh, it's cringeworthy. I love it. I, I, it makes me happy inside because now he's just so smooth, so polished. He makes this look so easy. You go back and you see some of the stuff that he did originally, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, there's hope for me. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're starting a new YouTube series soon, not to go off on a tangent. Um, but we just kind of like, hey, we need to record because he's a very busy guy. So I literally went to his office and was like, we need to record two episodes. Yeah. And these episodes are like 15 minutes long. Right. This guy... Just, just went on for, I was like, okay. Yeah, like, you're like, right, I man. hit play, you do talking. Do your thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it always makes it look really good. Uh, but, yes, so today's topic, um, Mike, you have been crushing it. Uh, I see every Tuesday meeting your your name is up there with most pending, most GCI is what it's called, right? Yeah. I'm not a realtor. And <laughs> I'm media. So it's going to be. Thomas is like, you have acronyms next to your name. Yeah. I'm and the people guy, clap at you. I'm the guy that joined when I was, people were talking about farming. I was like, oh, you're like, do crops why? have to do with real estate. Like, oh, why like, are you farming? Why are people farming? So that was me when I first started. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I know as um, to get these listings, right? You got to crush it in your listing appointments. And yeah. I would say we're, we're friends outside of work. 100%. Always yes. super personable. Um, so I'm sure you bring that into your your listing presentations and oh, yeah. all that stuff. But I just wanted you to kind of, I know I'm, I'm not setting you up very well. I, I ramble. Like, how, how am I, how how am do? I doing well with <laughs> listings? Like how you do good with listings. But um, like, yeah. what are some tips and tricks that you can give to maybe people that are just starting out or maybe people that have been in the industry for a while that are, Maybe struggling to get, let's do it in like three parts. Struggling to get the yes on the phone, right? To actually set up the. Like uh, set the listing appointment. appointment correct. Okay. Um, then when you're at the listing appointment, to get them to sign that 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 VIP, that agreement. To work listing with agreement. Listing agreement. Yeah. Um, so we'll start there and then by sound. Then we'll kind of unpack it from there. Yeah. Okay. If anything cool, I'll chime in. Okay. Because um, I'm learning too now. Totally. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I know. So my, the, my business mix is about 75% listings and about 25% buyers. Um, when I'm scheduling listing appointments, I'm calling around my existing listings, right? So I'm, I'm circle dialing my just listed or my just sold or uh, just went into contract on a listing. 
So I'm, I'm constantly staying in front of all of the surrounding properties for the, the homes that I already have listed or that I just sold um, because there's clout, right? There's validity there. And uh, it's, it's informative as opposed to I'm not calling to ask, I'm calling to inform. So, hey, Thomas, I just listed the house right around the corner from you on you know, one, two, three main street. And, uh, we're going to be doing an open house this house this weekend. I just wanted to give you a heads up. If you see some increased traffic, if you see a lot more cars on the street than normal, it's just going to be for this weekend. We are anticipating on having multiple offers. So, um, just bear with us for this weekend. If, if, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So you're kind of like hiding under the guise of like a courtesy call. Yep. Just like letting them know like, Hey, like, yeah. Cause I know if I was a neighbor and all of a sudden, you see all these cars all parked the in front parking, of your house. Yeah. yeah, but now you're going to know why the cars are parked there. Mm. Um, and I'll usually uh, close that first phone call out by, you know, saying, hey, I've noticed by holding some open houses that we get a handful of neighbors that come by. And they're, it's always awkward because you, like, walk in and you're like, I'm not looking to buy this place. I just wanted to see what my neighbor's house looked like because that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll tell them, I'll say, look, I want to take the awkwardness out come by and see us at the open house. I'd love to get some feedback and hear your thoughts on what we've done to stage the property and get it ready for sale. So I take the awkwardness out, invite them in, and there's a good amount of them that actually do show up. Um, and it, it's already a warm conversation, right? Yeah. And uh, then fast forward a week, now we've got it in escrow. I get to call that person back and just say, hey, Thomas, it's Mike over from 123 Main Street. Just wanted to give you a heads up. We were actually able to put that home in escrow from that first weekend's worth of showings. We had multiple offers. So we actually do have some people still looking to purchase homes in your neighborhood. Have you put any thought into selling your home? Okay. So that's the first dart that I throw at the dartboard. So you're blowing my mind right now. And as agents, I'm sure they're watching this. Like, yeah, and they're like, duh. duh. <laughs> so you're, you're planting the seed of like, 100%. hey, like you think about selling your home? Like, so, and then also kind of, it's nice if you hold, hold this open house, you're selling in the first week, makes you seem like. I know a, what I'm doing. An authority. Yeah, precisely. And, and like, they know you've already done the research in this neighborhood because you're able mm-hmm. to sell this home. So. Right. I see. I yeah. see what you're doing. You're picking here. up what I'm putting but down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 99% of the time that person says, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not looking to sell my house. I'm like, okay, cool. No worries. You know, um, just wanted to give you a heads up. Shouldn't have any more weird cars sitting in front of your house. And if you do call the cops, not me. Right. And, uh, you know, it's casual conversation. Fast forward three or four weeks. Now we close escrow. I make that same phone call and I'm like, Thomas, it's Mike Proctor. Do you remember me? Did you miss me? Right. Just want to give you a heads up. Now that we've closed escrow on one, two, three main street, I can share with you. Take a guess at what we actually sold that house for. And they're, they're going to throw a number out if they're willing to engage in a conversation. Right. They're going to throw a number out, and it's usually much lower than what we were able to sell it for. And I'm like, we were able to get that thing sold for this amount of money. If somebody put, you, put an offer in for your house at that amount of money, would you be open to it? Because now I'm talking real dollars. Right, now that they actually have, like, a number in their head. Right. And... Uh, that, that script's worked pretty well. I've picked up a handful of listings this, this year from that. And that so And that's, that's like cold prospecting, if you will. That's circle dialing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there, there's a whole different strategy for like uh, marketing to your sphere, your friends and your family, uh, your past clients. There's there's different. Yeah, we have a whole series on farming 101. <laughs> like, we're going to need to be here for way longer than 30 yeah, minutes if that's thing. the case. I mean, we could always make it a series, too, if you guys yeah. like it and want Mike back. Um, how do you... Or if so, you have a listing you'd like to refer to me. <laughs> so I always look at... Like, I always try to come into, when I look at agent stuff, as, like, the consumer. Yeah. Um, so when you tell me, like, oh, you know, I called them this time to let them know. I'm like, okay, I see value in that. Okay, now I'm calling to let them know that it's, like, pending, right? And now I'm calling to let them know it's closed. Yep. How – and I'm sure you get hung up, like, no, just hang up. But, like, how do you gauge on when you're being, like, annoying? Or, like, is it good to be annoying? I am annoying. Okay. Like, just – Like, gotta, just be okay with that. You just got to be – you got to get comfy. 100%. Okay. Like, this is how I make it okay with myself. Because I know in my heart, there is no one that's going to be able to do a better job for them in selling their home than me. I also know that sellers make a decision on who they're going to you know, list their home with based on timing and convenience more often than not. It's their roommate from college's best friend and their roommate from college is like, oh, you're looking to sell your house? You should do your listing with, you know, this guy over here because he's my best friend. Has nothing to do with credentials or ability to sell the home. It's a convenience and timing thing. Yeah. Right? And that's how a lot of people will get a listing. They'll make a phone call. They'll door knock. They'll know a friend that knows somebody. And comes up in conversation the seller's like yeah we're looking to maybe sell our house and they're like oh you should talk to so and so it's convenience and timing so i want to be the person that is pushing the issue right because i want to be that person Mm -hmm. and if i just sit back and wait i'm not going to be convenient and the timing is never going to happen if i don't make that phone call then I know a lesser agent is going to get that listing. They're going to provide sub subpar service to that list uh, to that seller, and they're not going to get them the terms or the price that they deserve. So, my solace for being annoying <laughs> is I know that me making that phone call, me bugging them, if you will, is worth it because when they say yes to me they are going to get my level of service. You with yeah, me on that? Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So you hear that? You just you just got to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> get out there and make the calls. Honestly, um, man, like so often I, I, everybody experiences it, you know? You don't want to be that pain in the ass. You don't right. want to be that guy that's bugging people or, you know, the robo call that everybody hates. But that's the thing is like, I'm not calling going, you know, hey, I've been trying to contact you about your extended warranty, right? I'm calling you like, hey, I'm having an open house. I've got mimosas. I've got beer. I've got pizza. I've got chicken wings. Come hang out. Have a drink. And there's going to be a bunch of cars on the street because I'm selling your neighbor's house. And then I'm going to talk to you again and be like, hey, can I sell your house? It's not the the, the spam call, right? Yeah. Because I'm being me. I'm not like reading off a script. Now, granted, what I just said to you 
how I make my calls, it's scripted, mm -hmm. but I do it often enough and I, I do it organically. So it's me talking. It's not, hello, Thomas, this is Mike calling from the Whistle Realty Group. Have you given any thought to selling your home? Because you're going to hang up on me or start yelling at me or make me talk to your dog, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be helpful. <laughs> right. You got to be personal. You, you like, have to be you. Yeah. And that that's the biggest advice I could give anybody is if, you know, if you're making phone calls and, and you're trying to connect with people, you cannot connect with people if you're disingenuous. If you are not your authentic self when you're on the phone, you're not going to connect with anybody. So make the phone call and be you. Right. And be okay. Be unapologetically yourself. So I think it's good advice. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you called them, had the open house. So say you're calling me third time, like, hey, so I was actually just able to sell it for 20000 over asking. Like, you interested? And it's like, yeah. well, actually, yeah. Like, you know, I've been looking to downsize and, oh, you know, tell me more and then shut the fuck up. Right? Yeah, like, listen. Sorry, am I allowed to say fuck? Oh, I'm, yeah. Sorry. It, it's, <laughs> Kyle whistles on this podcast. That's true. Okay. Cool. So, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, so, yeah, at, at that point, it's interesting. Tell me more. The, the biggest advice I can give anybody is when, when you get someone that says, yes, stay calm. <laughs> Settle yourself down. Yeah. Mirror their level of excitement mirror their level of engagement if they're like like you just did yeah i've been thinking of downsizing i'm going to meet that rhetoric i'm going to go really tell me more and at that point like we're not going to role play right. but at that point you're going to elaborate you know oh we've been the kids just moved out we have I just had a seller that made a joke. He was like, we have four toilets and two asses. We need two toilets. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Right? So let them tell you why they're looking to do whatever it is they're doing. Don't just jump on them like a dog on a bone and be like, oh, okay, well, we can do this and I can do this. And try trying to like sell them on using you as a, uh, a listing agent. They just told you yes. Cool. Throttle back. Cool. Tell me why. Right. And once you once you get a little bit more information out of them, just be like, okay, great. You know, ask them for the appointment. I'm I'm available to come by so we can look at your home and take a look and figure out, you know, what a buyer would be looking to, you know, spend on your property. What day this week is going to work best for you? I'm available Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Are mornings, afternoons, or evenings better for you? Mm -hmm. the, the biggest tool we have in our toolbox is giving the illusion of control to the seller or to our client. client. Yeah. You know, I'm going to ask you which of these options work best for you. You feel empowered because you're making a decision, but you're choosing from the options I'm providing you. Yeah. It's, so therefore, I am the one in control, <laughs> but you feel empowered. Yeah. It's almost, I'm about, it's like a choose your own adventure video game. Oh, totally. Where you have like word branches and you're like, oh, I can choose from these four options. And it's like, wow, look at these options I have. But it's like, you know, the programmer 
your options in here. You're, yeah. You're going or those old books where you're like, if you want to go down the hallway on the left, turn to page, page 57. You're like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 57. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I, I did my own adventure. It's like, no. Yeah, no, you still read the book they wrote. Oh, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then it's always the added saying to kind of sum up what you're saying about stop and listen. It's like you have two of these and one of these, right? Like You were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Listen twice as much as you speak. I also like the matching energy. I think is a good mm -hmm. takeaway because I've been in part where like I've had a client been like, "Oh yeah, I would love to hire you," and like you know, it's been a minute since I've gotten an appointment with a client or something. And I'm and like, you're like, "Oh really? Like, okay, oh, well, I can well, come by right now." Yeah, and yeah. what's your email? I'll email you everything you need to know. And you definitely get that. Whoa, from Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday, yeah. right? And you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, and and it's funny because if you think about it, when uh, George Carlin. Uh, stand-up comedian, mm -hmm. super funny guy. Um, he had this skit that he would talk about. Um, have you ever noticed that you drive the perfect speed on the freeway? Everyone else is an idiot or an asshole. Because if you pass them, that's an idiot. If they pass you, asshole, right? But you drive the perfect speed. Yeah, going the good speed. Totally. So in communicating, it's no different. But the difference between driving and that skit of idiots and assholes and in communication, if I talk way faster than you, you're going to have the perception that I'm trying to pull something over on you. I'm that slick, willy salesperson trying to talk fast and get you to do something that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Think about like going to a carnival and the... The, the people that are at the games, like, throwing the darts and the baseballs and the... Can't, can't go there. Can't go there. What I, are you talking I about? Went on a first date with a girl to a carnival. Okay. And I got swindled out of $275. And I'll bet you money that whomever it was was like, oh, three, three for the price of one and 14 for the price mm -hmm, of seven mm -hmm, and da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. And they were just talking so, so fast. fast. Yes, that is an innate feeling that when someone talks faster than you, you are immediately going to think they're trying to get something over on you. Yeah. Conversely, if I talk much slower than you, you're probably going to think I'm not very smart. Right? Yeah. If I'm just not on the same wavelength as you, you're either going to think that you're smarter than me or that I'm trying to get something over on you. One of the two. So it is imperative that I match your energy. I match your tonality, your pace, your cadence. Because that is going to put us into rapport. You're going to then trust me. You're going to say, oh, he gets me. He, he understands me. We're on the same page. Yeah. Right? And then when I ask... Once we've got that rapport built and then I ask, we have a much better opportunity to, you know, book that appointment. Okay. So now we've built a rapport. Yep. I've said yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, come by Thursday. Um, home around 6. Uh, you show up. I guess, what are you bringing? How are you dressed? Um, you showing up on time? Showing up early? Okay. Never late, right? Yeah, never late. Um, and then maybe... <laughs> A little bit more of like, we're sitting down. What what are some key tips you use in the presentation? Again, like you're saying, mirroring probably comes into play. Yeah. So there's 
there's you asked like seven questions. Okay, right yeah, there. I know. Give me your. <laughs> um, always dress professionally. Never right. wear jeans. Um, I do not wear sur- uh, suits and ties. Mm-hmm. Um, my neck was not made for neckties because it feels like I'm being choked all the time. I, say, like, I can't even. I literally like can't even like put this together right now. So I have a collared shirt on. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, show up on time. I've done all my analytics. I've printed out a, a comparative market analysis. I have all the specific neighborhood um, sales data printed out. Um, I have the listing uh, agreement printed out. I have net sheets printed out. Um, all of that I bring every single time I come to a listing appointment. Yeah, and I. this is coming from me, again, from the consumer side. So if I had... It's like, yeah, let's come to a listing. Nine out of ten times, at least for me, I know, I've done some, I don't, maybe not intensive research, but I've definitely looked up prices around. And mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it is good for you to come prepared because if I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, yeah, what about you the house on? You shouldn't know more than me. Yeah, I'm like, what yeah. about the house on Apricot or whatever? And you could be like, oh, you mean the one that sold for blah, blah, blah? Well, yeah. It's not, yeah. So, yep. yeah, definitely do the research, I think. Absolutely. And and that doesn't take very long, yeah. you know. Um I get all that data and I pull it together. I print everything out, put it in a nice little folder. Um, I show up usually about three to four minutes before the appointment time is when I knock on the door. Okay. And I will make a point to say, I know the appointment was for one o'clock. It's a little beforehand. I, I can wait in the car or if you want, we can get started now. They always invite me in. Um, and... If given an opportunity to sit at like the eat-in kitchen or at like the formal dining table, I'm going to take the eat-in kitchen. Because it'll be more comfortable in that setting or? So when you have company over and you're going to have a formal dinner party, you sit at the formal dining table. Mm -hmm. When it's you and your family and your loved ones, you sit at the eat-in kitchen. I want to be in their headspace for their loved ones. I want to be in an intimate setting, right? not in a formal setting. You don't want to be in the living room with the plastic on the couch when you could be... I'm absolutely never going to do this sitting on a couch. Yeah. Not, because I have my laptop, which has my listing presentation in it, mm-hmm. and I need you ahead of me, in front of me. I, I can't do this sitting next to you on yeah, a couch sitting on your lap and you're like see here <laughs> that's just super awkward yeah i'm like sit over here and put my arm around him i'm like so if you look at the laptop yeah, yeah. that that wouldn't that's, work very so well that's too friendly yeah that's that's too much rapport i got you <laughs> it's not listing agent you know listing presentation and chill time you know yeah um so we sit at the table um and what i'll do is i'll ask if i can set my bag down at the table and then uh if they don't mind I'd like to take a look around the property. And I ask them specifically not to tour me. Okay. I, I would like to look at the house through the eyes of a buyer. And if you walk me around and show me all the stuff that you're proud of, it's going to not allow me to see the areas or see the home in a light that a buyer is going to see it in without you saying, oh, this is where little Johnny grew up. And you can see the little tick marks on the wall and this is the door frame I put in, and I, I, don't, I don't want stories. Yeah. I just want to see the house. Yeah, you'll see the brass tacks. Yep. So I walk through the property, and as I do so, I'm going to point things out to them that I see, you know, and I'll, I'll tell them, I'll say, look, I'm going to try to poke holes in the house. I'm, I'm literally going to look for areas that buyers are going to be concerned with. 
as I find them, I'm going to ask, is that okay? Yep, no problem. Cool. And, and I'll just walk through, you know, look for stains in the ceiling. Like, oh, how long has that been there? And it's awkward because you're walking through somebody's house and you're you're pointing out the the bad stuff, right? Um, Conversely, I'm going to point out things like, oh, this is a beautiful room. I love all the natural light that comes in here, right? Um, Whatever. Get back to the the dinner table. And uh, at that point, it's, okay, there's a couple different things we can go over, right? I did do a, a bunch of analytics and I've got all the comparable sales data and the, the neighborhood sales data. Um, and then, you know, the, the net sheets and, and the listing agreement. If you want to go over that first, we can, or I can go over the marketing material that we use to sell your home, mm. which is most important to you. Okay. Yeah. So then you kind of leave it up to them. I'm going to do both. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to do both, both regardless. hundred oh, percent. Okay. Yeah. But, but it's again, I've got this and this, which should you want to go over first? Yeah. A hundred percent of the time, they want to go over the numbers. <laughs> yeah, because that's what's going to go in their pocket, right? Right, and and that's fine because I've already kind of planted the seed that I have the marketing material here, mm-hmm. because when the marketing material is my PowerPoint slideshow, their right. listing presentation. Um, so we go over the comparable market analysis. I explain to them how I come to those those numbers and how I found those properties that best suit ours. Right. Um, I go over the neighborhood analytics and the whole time it's Q and a it's, it's, it's conversational. It's not just this dissertation monologue of me, you know, telling them everything. Right. Comes back to the, have you seen this property as we look through the photos? Like how would you compare this home to your home? If you were a buyer, would you say this is comparable? Would you say this is less desirable? Would you say this home is more desirable? I'm trying to help them identify the price that their home should be at. Okay, yeah, because I, I know I hit you with a lot of questions before we got into this, but that was going to be one of my main points before we got done was I know a lot of sellers will come in and be like, oh, I know everything around here sells for 670 but we want to ask for 900 Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so like, this would be a good opportunity when you're kind of going through with them. Like, yep. hey, so this house, yeah. You're- and and that's, that's all done through questions mm-hmm. because – if I tell them something, we can argue about it. Make sense? Yeah. Because it's my opinion. It's my thought. Right. Right. Therefore, they can have a separate thought and a different opinion, and we're going to argue about it. And even if I win the argument, I'm going to lose the listing. Right? Right. My job is not to come in here and combat you <laughs> and get the listing. I want to educate you. Right? So... As we go through the CMA, I'm going to be saying things and asking things like, um, so as a buyer, where do you think buyers come up with the price they're willing to spend on homes? From the homes in the neighborhood that are yeah, similar, right? right. The, the ones that have recently sold that have similar square footage, similar property size, similar amenities, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And that's what I have here in the CMA. And then we go through them. And as I go through them, be like, so this one, around the corner, it's a quarter of a mile from here. It's an eighth of a mile of here and a mile away, whatever it is. Um, Within 15% of your square footage, it's fully updated on the inside. Would you say your home's fully updated? 
be like, oh, you know, bathroom. And they're going to be honest. Yeah. They're going to say, because this is the part that it's just fact. Right. Like, Do you have hard flooring throughout your house? No. Okay. Do you have an updated kitchen? Do you have an updated kitchen? No. No. Do you have updated bathrooms to match your updated kitchen? No. Do you have pop- popcorn on the ceiling? Yes. Do you have a ceiling fan in each room? No. Do you have central air conditioning? No. Do you have a pool? No. And you can just ask, like, do you have these things? Yeses and nos. Mm-hmm. And at the end, okay. So based upon what this house does have that your house doesn't, would you say that the price for this home is is higher, equal to, or less than what your home is going to be worth in the eyes of a buyer? Right. I'd be like, oh, okay. And at that like- point, there if they are going to come off the the reservation and be like, well, my home's going to be worth way more than that. Okay, Thomas, help me understand how I can sell that. Right. Right? Because... Well, I spent $5,000 on these drapes. Perfect. Well, like, Tell me more. Right. Yeah. And and But this is the thing is I'm not going to argue with them. Right. Because it's just yeah. letting them do their thing. You're absolutely right. You, you spent $5,000 on the drapes and you spent... $8,000 on your paint job in the, in the interior of the house or whatever all these different things are and just okay Thomas I'm sure you did and the house looks great for it I'm curious though how a buyer is going to see the value in those things when these other homes that are as we said more updated mm-hmm. offering more amenities sold for a lower price point you know, because when it comes down to it, the buyers are only going to be willing to spend what the other homes in the neighborhood have sold for, right? So what it really boils down to is whether or not you're willing to keep your home for a higher dollar amount or sell your home for what a buyer is willing to spend on it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because what it sounds like is you're willing to offer that dollar amount for your home. And if that's the case, then you win. You get to keep it. Yeah, you get to keep your home for... Yeah. Right. Or if you're willing to sell it, let's find out what a buyer is willing to offer for it. You with me? I'm with you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's 100% good. 100% had good. that objection quite a few times. Yeah, I assume <laughs> a bunch of you guys out there probably have had yep. it a bunch of times. So. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's that's the big objection overcome because I tell them, I'm like, well, it sounds like you're willing to offer that amount to buy your home. <laughs> and they're like, like well, I don't want to buy, buy my, my home. home. Right. Right. And but what we need to do is find out what a buyer's willing to spend on your home. <laughs> right. Like I'll do good and dandy, but you yeah, know, it's not what you're going to spend; it's what they want to spend. Exactly. Okay, so I think it's a pretty good objection handler. I feel like that's probably one you're going to hit most common in these. So like, it's not it's not most common. It, it's but it's up it's, there. Yeah, it's not abnormal. Um, okay, because we'll people want to get their money out of their home. And they they see what they've they've done to their home. They have history you know, there, right? Totally. It's, yeah, they got a the, got that pride of ownership, sentimental value. Um, after the listing, you got it signed or you didn't. What a, what does a follow up look like, real quick here? And then we'll wrap it up with our whistle widget. Do you follow up for like not getting the listing? If, so yeah, if you did not get the listing, do you normally follow up with them? Like oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm still annoying. Okay, because <laughs> you're you're still dripping on them, right? You're still inviting them to events or right. still doing stuff like that. You know, like, and and it's going to be specific as to why I didn't get the listing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there have been plenty of people that 
in your scenario, you know, they're like, no, my numbers, you know, $45,000 more than what anybody's ever sold a home for in the neighborhood. Correct. And it's like, okay, well, you know, then, then you're not looking to sell your home right now because I'll, I'll flat out tell them, I'll say, you know, Thomas, I, I respect where you're coming from. And, and I love the passion and the determination that you have as a seller because you have a number and that's where you're at. Now your number doesn't coincide with what's going on in the market right now, but that doesn't mean it won't coincide in the future. My question to you, Thomas, would be in the future, as I'm constantly keeping my finger on the pulse, when I feel the market starting to get to your number, would you be open to listing with me? What's, what, why would you say no, right? You're exactly. Like- because what I'm doing is because anybody that they meet with that signs a listing at that dollar amount, I'm I'm confident they're not going to get that dollar amount. Right. They're just saying yes because right. they want to get the listing. Yeah. Then. And I'll tell them and I'll say, look, if you meet with other agents and they're willing to take the listing at this dollar amount, by all means, sign the listing with them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sell your home for that dollar amount. What I do ask is when they then come back after a week or two or three or four and ask you to reduce the price, please hold your hold your line. Because if you're willing to list it at a lower dollar amount, we should list it right now. Because that's the number it's going to sell at. Right. Right. But if you're not willing to reduce that, then hold your guns. Right. Make them sell it for the number that they sign the listing at. And when they can't, that's fine. Tell them to kick rocks. But then when the market comes up to where it's going to be at or really close to the number you want, that's when I would like to earn your business. Right. And like through that whole time, you're being personable. You're not. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. And you're, I never, you're straightforward with them, right? Exactly. It, and you, then you, yeah. you asked about follow up. Mm-hmm. So in that scenario, I will follow up with a video at least once a month with a current market update. Right. And with those sellers in particular, the market update is going to be directed specifically to them. So it's not going to be like, hey, everybody, here's my market update. Mm -hmm. It's literally going to be, you know, Thomas, hey, I told you I'd keep in contact and I'm going to keep a finger on the pulse for you. So here's your market update for the month of October. Right. Making a personal in your neighborhood. This is what I'm seeing. This is the trending. This is where we're at. And your home. We're still looking about $25,000, $40,000 below what you're looking for. So I'm keeping an eye on it for you. Just want you to know I'm still your guy. Yeah, keeping that top of mind. You see what I'm saying? And that way it's personal. He's like, oh, they know my number. They're fighting for what I want. It's not about what they want. It's not on their timeline. Mm-hmm. So I've had pretty good success with that. Yeah, I would, I would say so. <laughs> you're crushing it this year, dude. I'm doing all right. Um, proud of you. Um, so I think, I think we covered it. If you like Mike on for more awesome tips and tricks and whatnot on how he crushes it in listings and with clients and all that good stuff, um, let me know in the comments below. We'll have him back on as a guest. Uh, before we go into our whistle widget of the week, I want to say if you have questions that you want answered on our podcast, you can always go to the Um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Wednesday, the 29th, 2021. Yeah, 29th. Um, Kyle and Brian will be having a free webinar um, for 
filming 101. They'll go over some lighting, oh, audio, cool. and uh, camera and gear tips. I'll put a link in the description uh, with the podcast so you can sign up for that. That'll be literally the Wednesday next... Wednesday the 29th. So Wednesday the 29th, this episode will come out. So if you're listening to this, the next day, Thursday... The 30th. The 30th. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing this up. I'm messing all of this up. I had this prepared. Should have written it down. You I know, write stuff down. Sometimes. I tried. I try to be like the whistle, dude. I tried to come in, bro, here, and uh, oh, I lied. No. So, if you are listening to this podcast Wednesday and it's not 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, then you can sign up for the webinar and I'll have a link and you can listen to it. And there will also be a recording if you want to watch that as well. But cool. it's it's on the 29th. That's why I was like, I don't oh, think it's, it's on, on the 29th. Yeah, this oh, episode cool. comes out on the 29th. Okay. At like. 2 a.m. Yeah. So it'll be in your feed. So if you're listening to this before if 10 a.m. If you're eating breakfast yeah. and uh, you're listening to this, number one, good for you. And you number want to two, in. Uh, look at the comments section and there will be a link down there. Exactly. You click on that bad boy as long as it's before 10 o'clock uh, in the morning time. California time. Right. And then if you did miss it, there will be a recording you can sign up for. There you go. All right. So with that said, we are going to <laughs> go to our whistle widget of the week. They make it so easy. Um <laughs> Literations. Um, this is a app or a gadget or something that you use every day that helps your business or personal life run smoothly. Yes. Uh, what do you got for me, Proctor? Uh, I'm going to go personal life side okay. because uh, my business life is so regimented and so busy. Um, uh, I live off of my calendar, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I try to pack every minute I can with as much business as I can. Um, I've just recently started using... HelloFresh to deliver my dinners uh, because I've got a family of five. I have four kids, my wife and I. Um, My oldest kid doesn't live at home, so there's five of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, what we've done is we've got uh, five meals that we order every week that are delivered every Saturday. And Saturdays and Sunday nights are like takeout nights. And then Monday through Friday is each person in the house has a meal that they're supposed to cook. Oh, that's cool. So we give out, and it, it's so cool because it comes in one big box, and you get all the ingredients you need, sans, you know, oil. I think it's salt, pepper. Salt, pepper, and sugar yeah. are, like, the only things that you need to have and butter on hand. Everything else is sent with the package. And, uh, and it works really well because the – there's enough food that there's five of us, but I order the meals for four. Okay. And then I add like a salad okay. of, of that yeah, I make on the side. side. And then my wife and my daughter split one meal. And then the boys and I each have our own. And then everybody has like a side salad and everybody's full and we don't have to go to the grocery store. And it's less expensive than what we would spend if we did go to the grocery store yeah. or if we just ordered like, Pizza or yeah, burritos or something. Money. Yeah, I love Hello. No, Fresh. it's amazing, and I order it, and the meals are so good. <laughs> so yeah, my widget of the week is definitely going to be Hello Fresh. Yeah. Tagging off of that, they also really good at cutting down like food waste. Oh yeah, which I'm a big proponent of. I hate wasting food. Yep. Like, so like they send you exactly what you need. There's not like oh, I'm buying, you know, this big old thing of head of lettuce, and now it's gone bad. And now I've used. A quarter of it. Yeah. And yep. then the recipe cards are super The stocky. recipe cards are super So cool. if you liked a meal, yeah. you have everything you need, 
like in the recipe card so you can go make it again. Like, yep. So I love HelloFresh. Oh, it's, um, it's awesome. Mine is personal slash business. It's a, it's a thing. You've probably been staring at it this whole time. Um, I change bags often, like camera bag, backpack, mm. laptop bag. Okay. Um, and I hate, I hate it always having to like, and then you have like your phone, your watch, your iPads, all, everything needs cables, right? And so you have to make sure you a little pocket with everything in here. And I was like, enough. So now I have this cool pouch from Lowepro, um, and it unfolds, and inside I have all my cables I need. I don't know if you can see that. For my iPhone, iPad, I have a USB-C, I have a couple of extra SD cards, some Claritin in here. Um, but I like it, because now it's like, oh, I can carry all the things I need and my charging port cable, right? And it's all in a little thing, and I toss this in my bags. So instead go. of like having all these little cables stuffed into a pouch. And like just, pulling this wad of cables out. Yeah. Keeps so everything nice and clean. It's nice and clean, and I just toss it into each bag I need. So. Very nice. Low pro. I'll have a link in that. Um, but there yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Mike, I appreciate you um, coming on the show. No, this was fun, Hopefully man. it wasn't too bad. Um, Hopefully I gave you guys some value and... Um, Will my contact information be? Yeah, I'll put all your info and everything okay. in the link. Yeah, stuff, so, so if you guys have any specific questions or want to just call and hang out, give me a call. Yeah, like I said, I'll have them <laughs> back on if you guys liked them. All right, Perfect. thank you guys. Thanks, y'all. See you next week.